Hey, what's going on? Hope you are well and have had a good week so far. Uh, I have got a monster episode for you on Welcome to the Metaverse this week with none other than Ben Jamin, who's a consultant, an advisor, and an OG in this NFT space, and just a super, super lovely guy. Uh, he was one of the first people that I followed in this space. He's always given amazing value, uh, so it's a real treat to have him on this show. Um, so yeah, we chat a little bit about his kind of background, how he got into the space, and then focus in on some of the projects that he's working on um, and how he decides which projects to kind of get involved with as well. So uh, I learned loads from this episode. Uh, I really think you're going to enjoy it as well. Uh, as always, uh, nothing in this podcast is investment or financial advice. Always do your own research. That is just being smart. Uh, but with that said, and without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Ben Jamin. Ben Jamin, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Luke. P- pleasure to be here, bro. Good stuff. I'm buzzing for this episode. I'm, I'm excited to have you on because, uh, you know, I followed you in the space for a little while and you are deeply involved in this and you regularly give a lot of value online on Twitter. You're active and um, yeah, I know it's going to be a good chat. So appreciate you coming on and it's uh, definitely going to be a good one. But for anyone who, who doesn't know yet, do you want to just give us uh, your kind of story up to now, uh, what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, I love talking about NFTs and, and like you said, providing value. But uh, I go by Ben Jamin. You can find me on Twitter and other social media platforms at xbenjaminx. And I have a, a little bit of a interesting background and road to coming here. But I, I grew up working in the res- restaurant industry, doing everything from busing tables to managing restaurants and everything in between. And while I was doing that, I started going to school to get a a degree in computer programming and web development. And in school, I ended up um, creating a business called Daily Roto Sharks, which was a daily fantasy sports content analysis company. I ran that for about four years uh, while I was in school. I also created one of the first 3D printing college clubs in the country while I was there. Um, I had funding from the state, funding from my school, and I was the only student in the uh, in the college that actually had my own lab and name on the door. So it was re- really cool, really fun time for me. And um, in that time there, I ended up getting recruited to work at military manufacturing facilities like defense contractors. And I ended up um, landing with Curtis Wright and running a program of product line there for nuclear actuators where we sold those to the Navy aircraft carriers, submarines, and power plants. And uh, after about two years of doing that and kind of getting burnt out in the military environment, I decided to come back to startups and working on websites and stuff. And through that, I discovered Top Shot, which brought me into Zed Run and Bored Apes and all the rest of the fun NFTs. So here we are. I'm involved in NFTs. I'm doing this full time now. I advise, consult with, with projects and help them build communities. And just overall, you know, have a grand old time for my living room. Good man. That's it. That's an interesting story. A whole sort of mix of stuff, which is, is cool to know. But um, yeah, glad you're enjoying stuff now in the NFT space. And I guess the first question really is, I wanted to just get your overview on the space right now, because 
you know, there's so many amazing things going on. There's uh, so much innovation, so much creativity, and artists who've been, you know, maybe grinding for years are finally getting recognised and getting paid for for their work in this new space, which is amazing. And then also there's, you know, there's so much like experimentation as well, and there's new projects dropping almost every day. It's kind of hard to keep up. So, uh, you know, and I imagine not all of them will survive. But what's your kind of overview of the space? You know, where do you think it's at at the minute? Yeah, I think that we're we're definitely in an interesting interesting time in this space and you know everybody knows and jokes around about the fact that like time moves in like light years in this space like you know a a day is a week a week is a month so it's it's hard to keep up on the daily especially if you're doing work outside of buying and selling nfts which you know my life has led me to now so i'm helping other projects and you know developing my own project and stuff like that which you know i'd love to talk about those things but yeah, like I, I think the the state of NFTs right now is a state of euphoria, similar to we saw with Top Shot on um, on the way up to that February, you know, late February crash. But I think that there's enough new money that's able to come into this ecosystem that necessarily, you know, not necessarily was there for Top Shot in a basketball environment of just you know trying to trading videos, but this overall NFT market. And its ability to provide value in terms of new projects and new features and functionality, you know, almost every day. I think that, you know, we're, we're pretty much in a bubble, but this bubble has a lot of room to grow. So I don't think we're, we're anywhere near a top because of the amount of money we're seeing come in and we're starting to see st- things become commercialized. You know, uh, brands are starting to enter. We had a new project just released by like Tom Brady and LeBron James and like all these other guys DraftKings is getting involved. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of new money coming in. And, you know, I'm getting questions all the time, not just like what NFT should I buy, but like, hey, how do I get involved in NFTs? So there's still a lot of room. And and even for these generative avatar projects, there's still a lot of room because there's still a lot of people entering in. But the the further we get away from like the the Bored Ape kind of project, the more utility they're going to have to provide the more affordable they're going to have to be um, and, the, and the more longevity they're going to have to um, you know, promise essentially because there, there's going to be a lot of mean things that pop up. There's going to be a lot of FOMO projects that people ape into, but there's, there's a lot of skepticism now about this industry from people who are already in it that people need to be more careful with their money. And I think we're going to see that, but we just have to be aware of um, how dangerous this can be even though there is a lot of upside you know so i I think that to to sum it up we're in a position that there's still a lot of room for growth there's a lot of room for new features functionality and technology there's a lot of room for commercialization the entrance of brands and even first to market movers but i don't think that the anywhere close to the majority of these nft projects are going to survive so be careful with what you're buying into because a lot of these avatar projects are end up going to end up being bags in your wallet and you're going to basically have a graveyard of nfts so buy into what you like and as long as what you're getting is something that you like you really won't mind as much you know where the price fluctuates yeah that's good advice it's nice to hear someone talk about it really honestly like that as well and and you're right i think 
it's almost similar to the early crypto cycles, Bitcoin cycles, but in hyperspeed, right? So the, it might be two or three percent adoption, and there'll be huge run-ups and huge bubbles. But the space, as you say, as a whole, has got a long way to go. So part of it, I guess, is riding that out, but also being careful what you buy for sure. On that point. Um, I like to ask OGs, really, yourself included, who've been in this space a long time, how do you kind of separate the value of projects from the noise of stuff? Because there is a lot, especially after Bored Apes of these Avatar projects, and some of them are really cool. But you, you mentioned that, obviously, if you, you need to like the art to, to buy it, and then wherever the price goes, you, you wouldn't be too disappointed. But what other kind of metrics do you look at when you decide to kind of mint a new project and get there early? Yeah, no, no, great question. So um, this is something I actually talk about often. I do have my own specific criteria and you know I don't know if it lines up with everyone else's but this is what I use and so I don't necessarily have to love the art but if I don't love the art you have to have something that's really going to get me you know involved like <clears throat> I don't like the V friends art for for Gary right like mm -hmm. it's just not my style but I'm sure most people aren't buying it for the art they're buying it for the utility of it for for Gary V's project V friends <clears throat> but my specific criteria excuse me the first thing I look at, like you said, is the artwork and design, because to me, that's what that's what ecosystem and environment we're in. Obviously, NFTs can be used for a lot more than art, but you know, we're specifically mostly talking about art when we discuss NFTs. We're not talking about like real estate contracts or staking and stuff like that. We're mostly talking about like buying and selling pictures, or or videos or paintings or models. Um, so the the first thing I look at is artwork design. Uh, the second I want to know about is longevity, and that includes a community. So I want to know if the founders are involved, if it's something that they're going to continue to grow and be around for. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to change the project or even add to the project, but just being around and keeping it going, I think, is important. So um, longevity and community is the second thing. The third thing is kind of similar to that, but it's specifically about the founders and their skill sets. So you can have a founder that's going to be around for a while, but if he can't do anything, what's the point of him being there? Um, so the, the way that I see it is when I look at a project, I at least want to make sure the founders are, you know, in my opinion, trustworthy and credible as far as we can trust an anonymous picture of a profile of a person we've never met over the internet before. Some people use their real stuff and we can look them up, but you know, a lot of the times you have to just talk with the person and see what you feel about them. And there's some people that, you know, I feel great about and there's some people I feel sketchy about. And so I really trust my gut with everything I do in life. But um, for me, founders is very important. So I want to know if if you give me any indication of a rug pull or a scam or anything like that, it cancels everything else out no matter how good the art is. Um, so that's artwork design, longevity community and founders. And then number four would be cost. So I want to know about the affordability. Now, am I willing to pay thousands of dollars for something? Sure. Would I buy a board ape or a board dog or a gutter cat? Yeah. Um, but it all depends on what the value is, what the future value is for me. Um, so if something's being brand new minted, you know, I want to know what the supply is and what the price is, how much money they're making, you know, how much money is going towards the roadmap and the things that they promise, like. If someone's doing a project and they say, hey, listen, 100% of this money's coming to me. I'm doing this because I put this project together. I hope you like it. I'm doing this for my family. And you know, I have some staff that I hired and I'm going to pay them. And there's no roadmap. It's just the art. 
then it's like, okay, you decide if you want to buy it or not, right? And like, if you do, then you have it and you support it. But if not, it's okay, move on. But it's got to be, it's got to be affordable for what you're looking for. So, you know, at every step of the way with Bored Apes, it kept getting more expensive. The price kept going up and up and up. So, you know, what are you comfortable paying? At, at some point, you know, once it got over like an ETH and two ETH, I stopped buying them. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't buy them. I just felt like my portfolio was good with what I had and what I wanted to do with the rest of it. But when, when they were cheaper, I was buying them up, as, uh, you know, and buying them up, flipping them, selling them. But it's because the cost, the future value was where I needed it to be because I, I never expected it to go to seven ETH, right? So um, once it got over like an ETH, I was like, okay, I kind of, I don't think it's worth it for me to put in more, more money. But as we know, you know, 2020 is hindsight and I wish I got a lot more, but um, cost and affordability is very important. And then the last thing to me would be utility. And I see this as a bonus. So if we're talking art and we're talking models and things that someone created with their hands, um, you know, more than just like flipping a picture of a, of, a, of a punk or something, I look at utility as a bonus for this. So if, if the artwork is great, I really don't need utility because like if it's just a picture of art that someone did like and I like the art, you know, I'm just going to buy it and throw it up in my gallery or, or print it out and bring it home and like, you know, take it to real life kind of thing. But if, if the artwork's great, I don't need the utility. Adding the utility's bonus. But if the artwork and the design is just whatever, or you don't like it, then utility has to be not only necessary, but like very valuable. Otherwise I won't want to be involved. So to wrap it up, my criteria is the first one is artwork and design. The second word, the second is longevity and community. The third is founders, the fourth is cost, affordability, and the fifth is utility, which I mostly use as a bonus, unless the artwork itself isn't that great. That is a strong answer. Yeah, that's so useful to know, I think, especially for anyone new that they are good metrics to kind of uh, yeah weigh up for yourself personally of you know what you want to buy, what you enjoy, what you want to spend, but also just as a general guide, I think that's, uh, that's really valuable. So... Yeah, thanks for that. I wanted to ask as well, there's been obviously a bit of a development from uh, maybe we started with static uh, art pieces and obviously the big mainstream headlines with, with people and everything. And then, you know, more kind of graphic and video motion NFTs and also collectibles then in various forms. And we'll talk about blockchain games in a little bit as well. But looking forward, just out of interest, just to pick your brains, where do you think this is probably going in six months, maybe in a year? And and does it all also plug into the wider metaverse? Like we're starting to see some some of these avatars, which are, you know, 2D images live and breathe kind of in the metaverse. So is that stuff all coming, do you think? And uh, um, what do you reckon is going to happen sort of six months a year, would, would you say? Yeah, I think the metaverse is interesting because... A lot of people talk about it, talk about it being the future, seeing the, the movie Ready Player One and, you know, that being the future of blockchain and NFTs. But the mass ad adoption of that kind of stuff is, is a couple years out, in my opinion. You know, we have Sandbox and Decentraland and things like that that are, you know, cool for now. But we don't know what's going to come, what's going to take over, you know, what's going to be important. You know, maybe they're one of those places has too much land and so the supply is too much or whatever it is. But I think the mass adoption isn't going to be there for a couple of years. And I'd be glad to be wrong. I'd love for it to come earlier. But um, VR and AR technology is amazing. But how many people really have an Oculus, right? How many people really have the headset where they look into the VR? Like they love it. It's cool. But 
not a lot of people spend their time in it. So I think it's it's definitely a little ways away. So projects that are you know very 3D model heavy and metaverse heavy, like they're cool, they're great, they have a lot of long term upside. But you know right now the way people are looking at these things are like 2D pictures and you know how can I use this as logo and brand and the 3D models. And stuff like that while they may even take you know more time to put together they just don't seem to have the same demand as the rest of the project so i think we're a little bit of a ways out with that because most of those are based on utility and if you don't have the full utility yet then it's kind of just going to sit in your wallet for a while so um i think it's definitely a lot of long-term upside but again it's long term yeah i think um any you know in any kind of investment world you can you can be right and also too early and it will look like you're wrong for a bit right like um that stuff is almost certainly all coming but maybe the the hardware's not quite there yet like you say oculus is, is really cool but it'll maybe it'll be for apple to bring out their glasses or something where that moment sort of switches to the mainstream maybe but yeah interesting for sure i uh, wanted to ask as well what is one thing that you're excited about that people um are not paying attention to right now there's there's a lot of hype and a lot of chat about various things but is there, is there something that you're looking at that you think people are sleeping on at the minute um well i could definitely talk about specific projects but i think what people are sleeping on is the like membership utility type of of um nfts and people have generated a lot of fomo with some of these projects so some of the ones i'll name are like um house akiba uh meta key uh things like that so when you when you uh, Punk's Comics even has you know a, a, a membership utility to it, and when when you have these kind of platforms, it's not about like the key that you own because uh, like the art of the key that you own, except for in MetaKey actually. But you're not really buying it for that. You're buying it for the utility and what it does for you. And these are the things that go with that metaverse concept we were just talking about. So I think mm-hmm. in terms of long term plays these kind of membership key utility type nft tokens are really going to hold a lot of value because they're going to be you know doing a lot of airdrop type things you're going to get special discounts and you know special access to things and if you if you're really interested in this kind of stuff like i am and you know i think we're really really early so it's great to get avatar projects to buy and sell and flip and have fun with. But when you talk about like where we see this industry going, I think platforms that provide those type of big utility is, is what's going to be able to stick around longer than these avatar projects that are going to try to do whatever they can to keep the community going. But there's only so many hours in a day you could spend switching around through Discord. So you're going to have to pick and choose where you spend your time. And I think that for long term, people are just not really taking advantage of these projects as they pop up. They wait until after all the minting's done and then FOMO in once announcements start coming. So I, I would definitely recommend people pay attention to these type of projects as they pop up and you know keep your eye on all the fun generative projects. But at the end of the day, NFTs are meant to be about decentralization utility and value and when you think about a project that can pop up literally in a few days like some of these generative projects really can like if you have the code already developed and and the art already you know worked on like and and maybe you're just sitting there and you didn't plan on doing a project but you want to pop one up like you can 
like technically. So I value very high effort projects and some of these avatar projects, you know, believe it or not, are very high effort. So those are the ones that I try to involve myself in more, even though, you know, I'm a victim of FOMO like everyone else. But uh, I think these type of membership platform and utilities are something that as they pop up, people should be really more focused on them at the time instead of waiting until they get over, you know, one ETH when you could have bought them at like 0.1. Yeah, interesting. And I guess there's less less risk there getting in early potentially maybe, but also also something like MetaKey is fascinating because it seems like it might be able to plug into lots of different, you know, virtual worlds and like you say, like airdrops and that kind of thing. It, it potentially unlocks so much that, yeah, there's there's potentially loads. It's like scaled up value almost, isn't it? There's so many options of where that could go, which is cool. Yeah. All right. I also wanted to uh, talk about some of your projects that you're working on. And I wanted to start with uh, Chicken Derby from Bitlovin', which I love because uh, it's, I think for me, it's like the perfect combination of the artwork is fun. There's utility with the whole game and loads of cool dynamics going on there. Communities is good. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun, right? It's easily shareable. And do you want to maybe just uh, tell us about it if anyone hasn't yet seen the uh, chickens pop up? Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. So um, my company right now is working with four projects as you know, consulting, advising, community management type stuff. And then I also have my own project. And so um, the most recent one that we helped launch was the Chicken Derby project that you're referring to. We also have the, uh, the Theo NFT project, which is bears, the TS Rocket Factory, which is rockets, the uh, Rooms NFT project, which is based around rooms and you know traits about like furniture and, and posters on the wall and cool stuff like that. And then we have you know our own project, which is Dizzy Dragons. Mm-hmm. And so the most recent one is, is, that we launched was Chicken Derby and it's a, a really fun looking platform. The NFTs are about chickens that all have their own different traits and stats and talents and powers. And uh, eventually within a few months, we'll be able to race them on, on their gaming platform. And so you have the combination of these NFTs and the, the kind of typical generative trait project, but also being able to use them in a gamified environment is going to be really fun. And so um, we plan to launch uh, 11,111 of the total 33,333 supply. And there was so much demand that the team decided to increase the first drop by 2,000 uh, to over 13,000. And um, they ended up doing a pre-sale in Discord for you know 10 minutes early like uh, a bunch of other projects has done so far. And the only problem is that the pre-sale of 13,000, or the sale of 13,000 actually sold out in the pre-sale. So they never even, we never even got to the actual. I saw that, yeah. I kind of, um, I felt like sorry for you in a way because you were doing something really nice and positive for like the people who'd been there early to support you guys to do a little pre-sale in the Discord and then it all sold out. And it's like, oh, we better release more because like it happened before the launch time. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what was the craziest part. And um, you know, look, looking back on it, maybe it should have been a five-minute window, or, or I, I don't know. But e- either way, like it was sold out, so that we gave a ten-minute window for for the pre-drop, for the pre-sale, and it sold out in eight minutes. So people were pretty upset about it, who were there, you know, at the launch time, and it had sold out two minutes earlier. So um, the the creators and the developers decided to 
you know, launch, you know, 6,000 more to make it a total of 20,000 out there. So people could still get their hands on them who showed up at the, at the time they were supposed to, right. Who, but the, the thing is with these projects, like if you're not in the discord, getting the, the alpha and the early announcements, like you're going to be later than the people who are no matter what. But the, the demand ended up being so high that it, it just sold out a lot faster than anyone expected. We, we thought at least it would, you know, it would last 20, 30 minutes, you know, it, it only lasted eight. So that was, that was very interesting, but really happy with, with the demand and the success of the drop and people having a really good time talking about the project. There's already podcasts popping up about it. So yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a cool project. I heard someone describe it, you know, sort of Zed Run meets Mario Kart meets NFTs, which is probably quite a good um, way of describing it. And the videos, the promotion, promotional stuff's really fun as well. Um, so it's the next kind of part in the roadmap. There's some beta races coming, right? Like uh, access to, to a beta a race and then in a couple of months it'll be sort of fully functioning chickens can race each other is that the plan yeah yeah so there's still another drop that they're gonna have to do and they're deciding on when to do it um but i believe it will be before the game comes out so in, in the next couple months the latest so i, I believe they want to release all of them before the game starts um it's a little different than zed run uh, in that like zed run has uh, like still has genesis that they haven't released yet but um, this platform is obviously different on a different timeline. It has to do with, you know, a different type of NFT. But yeah, the, the, the racing is going to be coming. And then um, there's going to be breeding. There's going to be a world around it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about all the projects I'm, on, I'm involved in. And, you know, the, the two most recent ones that we, we signed on to are, are Rooms NFT, which is spelled R-U-U-M-Z. And then also the TS Rocket Factory which is um, the, the creator is world famous artist Tom Sachs. So uh, it, it's really exciting and I'm really appreciative of these projects trusting me and my staff to, to help them you know, launch their projects and succeed. And, and uh, you know, I have them there in my bio and in my, in my profile to let everybody know that like, it's not a pay per tweet kind of thing. It's like once, once I'm on the team, I'm on the team. Yeah, nice. Um, we'll talk about Dizzy Dragons in just a second, but you mentioned the Tom Sachs project there. And yeah, my kind of contemporary artist knowledge is limited, but uh, you know, I've, I've researched him and he's obviously in his uh, space is, is so well known and, and has done amazing stuff and has a bit of an obsession with, with space, right? I, I, I read some of the white paper, but it's there's loads of elements to it. So are you able to um, maybe just break down what that project looks like? Cause it's pretty different to other stuff we've seen, right? Absolutely. So um, this project is really exciting, and um, it's called the, the Rocket Factory. So the Tom Sachs or the TS Rocket Factory, which is their, their username on, on Twitter. And this project is you know, coming straight from the man, Tom Sachs himself. He's a world-famous artist. He has works in the Guggenheim and the MoMA. And so he, you know, for the art industry, he's, he's very popular. And this, this project, what it is, is it's a project about rockets, and so there's three different types of components, the nose, the body, and the tail. And there's a thousand of each of them. And so if you collect one of each of those components, you can form them and assemble them into a rocket. So it'll burn the three NFTs and combine them and assemble them into one rocket, which that rocket will then be created as a physical replica in real life as a fully functioning rocket. They will be launching those rockets in real life, taking video of it, which will be sent to the owners. And if they can recover the rocket, 
they'll be um, recovering them and sending them to the owner uh, in a case physically. Yeah, I love that. That's just pretty wild, isn't it? That's uh, quite different. Very cool. All right, yeah, let's let's talk about Dizzy Dragons as well because this is your own project, so not just consulting on it, but uh, it's something that you've uh, co-created, right? Yes, yes, thank you. Um, so this project is one that, it's the only one that I've ever been a co-founder on. Um, you know, I, I've helped some other projects launch and been involved in building a community and stuff, but this is the, the first one with my name on it, like me being a co-founder. So, um, one of my best friends in real life, Rob Levy Pixels, Rob Levy, um, we've known each other since we were kids. You know, I slept on his couch for a while when I was working in New York city. So we're, we're real close and I brought him into the NFT industry a few months ago and he did some of his own projects with some other people and. You know, we, we kind of like parted ways a little bit as we found our, ourselves in this industry. And once we had a, a good feel on it, we wanted to do something, you know, with each other, like a, a project together. So both of us are friends in real life. You know, we, we stay at each other's houses. We're on you know, phone calls all the time and everything. And so he's the, he's the artist. He's an animator. He's a filmmaker. He went to school for it in New York City. So um, th this is a project I'm really excited about. It's a, a pixel art project. It's an, a dragon avatar generative project. There's 7,500 of them at 0.025 ETH each. Uh, we're looking to drop in about a week and a half, the, the date to be determined, um, but posted soon. Uh, and then we also have a, a functionality called Fusion, where you can take two dragons, uh, merge them into one, uh, keep whichever traits that you want, and then uh, if you want, you can randomize your skin and upgrade it to a more rare uh, version that can only be found with fused dragons. So it's it's something that we're super excited about. There, you know, we posted the roadmap. Um, it's a high effort project. There's animation. There's functionality. There's interactivity. Uh, so really excited about it. Awesome, man. Yeah, the artwork's really cool. It looks, uh, I like the fusion element as well. It's, it's something that we've, I haven't seen in that way. So yeah, exciting for sure. So definitely keep your eyes on that. Um, is there any other projects outside of what you're working on that you are looking at at the minute and thinking, yeah, this this has got something about it that maybe you'd like to uh, get involved with yourself? Um, well, I mean, there is a drop today that looks pretty cool. It's uh, called Cryptinis. It's the, these cute little NFTs that have a mobile game accompanying them. So uh, that's going to be really interesting. Um, there's there's an NFT project called Eververse that came out that's going to be a game. So you buy the NFTs. There's going to be a reveal, I believe, today at 4 p.m. Eastern. So that's pretty cool. There's going to be a game involved. It, it looks it looks like the closest thing to a, a like an actual vi playable video game um, that I've seen, like with like a, like characters and, and shooting and stuff like that. So that's going to be cool. Um, BYO Pills is very innovative. Um, there's a project coming out called Hooties NFT. It's an owl project that I think people are really going to love. I've talked to the founders there. Um, they've been operating behind the scenes. They don't expect to launch uh, until like the first or second week in August, I think. But it's it's really cool. So yeah, those are the few a few of the ones that I'm looking at outside of you know the ones that I'm working with. But um, yeah, I, I guess I would say also. Um, one of the ones I'm working with is really, really cool. I don't know how many people have seen it, but the, the one rooms, I think it's, it's really unique and really fun. And so what it is, it's an NFT that is literally a room. It, it looks like, like a, you know, uh, the size of a living room 
And the traits are actually, you know, furniture and posters and windows and everything that would make up a room in all different themes and formats. So that one's really cool, really fun, and it's actually launching this Sunday. So that's going to be very exciting. Nice. All right. Good to know. I think I've seen it floating around. It's they're obviously like sort of 3D kind of models of, of rooms that um, almost like they've been hand-built, but obviously digitally. They're cool. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, man. Uh, also, I just wanted to ask, yeah, if you're, if you're new to this space, because I know some people um, listening to this podcast will be, you know, starting to get involved, but we'll still be quite early on it, and it, it can be a little bit overwhelming to start. What would you say is the best way to get involved and to kind of add value or, or benefit from this this space? Is it is that to just get involved with, with the communities, really? Yeah, so um, I, I saw a great post yesterday. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was maybe uh, D's Fire or someone like that, but it said, um, fill your bags in Discord, shill your bags on Twitter. <laughs> I like and then, that. so what that means, yeah, it, it was really good, really clever. So what, what that means is like, you're gonna find some of the best info on, tw- on Discord whether it's in like a, an NFT server or you're just DMing with people, but like that's where a lot of people find you know, the, the projects early on. Um, Twitter is great, be, be very involved, follow as many people as you can, comment, reply, retweet, all that. Um, but if you wanna provide value for the community, just start doing something. Come up, what, what are you good at? Or do you like writing? Start writing, you know, do a newsletter, do daily threads, do weekly recaps. Um, do you like doing podcasts? Talk about what projects are coming up, uh, what projects has happened in the past, what went wrong, what went right. Interview founders of companies, interview collectors, um, interview artists. You know, there's a lot of different things that you can do, uh, but it really comes down to like, what are you good at, and what do you want to do? I- I've I've never had an opportunity in my life besides maybe like coaching basketball at summer camp where I was able to do something that I love and get paid good money for. And so, you know, I figured out what I love to do. And, you know, I I know how to, you know, write some scripts and do some programming. You know, I could do a little bit of design. I could do a little bit of podcasting. I like, I could do all these type of things, but I found what I really like to do. And what I like to do is help people build shit. And, you know, I'm not the best creator or developer, but I'm good at, helping people use their own talents and helping, you know, maximize their talents. I've always loved coaching. Um, I've always been involved in sports. I've always been team captain. So I'm able to do that in a way where I don't have to teach in a school and, you know, make 30 grand a year or, but I can do stuff that I love, stuff that I'm involved in and, and I can do in a comfortable environment with things I like to do. And I found how to do that through this. I didn't just say, you know, let me go into NFTs and get a job. I was in NFTs and was just like, hey, here's something I love to do. Let me see if I can make some money off it. And I can. And so if you're good at something or, or you like doing something, just start doing it. Don't do it thinking I'm going to make a lot of money from this unless you're starting a business with a product and, you know, then do your own thing. But if you just want to provide value, just do it. Just provide the value. You'll get picked up. You'll get interviewed. You'll get signed or, or brought onto a company and you know hired. It, it'll happen for you, but you have to do it. If you don't start, you'll never get there. Good advice. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, yeah, I think that is invaluable, isn't it? It's just get involved, start doing stuff. Because and I think for me as well, like I'll, I'll 
I loved this space and I watched so much of it for such a long time, which was good to learn and understand a bit. And then it wasn't until I started the podcast that you started meeting people and you have a reason to connect with people, which um, really gets you involved with the space. So um, awesome. All right. I think um, there's so much value in this episode and uh, I know you're a busy man. So um, we're going to wrap it up there. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, where can we direct people to to find more about the projects that you're working on and uh, what you're doing? online as well yeah well first of all look appreciate you having me man um de- definitely love what you do and you know you're one of the people who just started doing it right you just thought of a way to provide value and you're doing it and you know i want to help support you and, and that mindset in general um so i, I appreciate you very much but uh so if you want to find what i'm doing you know reach out on my twitter twitter.com slash x uh, you know, I, I have my Johnny Altcoin ape as my profile picture right now. One of my puppies as the cover banner. So you'll know who it is. But yeah, I have my all the projects that I'm working on in my biography and my profile. I'm, I'm constantly tweeting about them. But always join the discords of whatever project you're involved in. If there's a discord, join it. Talk to the founders. Ask questions. See who the collectors are. See what names you recognize. Um, you know, if you start to see the same names in every discord that you're joining... Send them a message. Send them a DM. That that's what I do all the time to people. That's what people do all the time to me. Hey, I noticed, you know, we're we're in these three servers together. Like, what do you think about them? You know, are you how many are you planning to get? Like, nice to meet you. My name is. Like, everybody's very open. So um, my advice would be, you know, if you want to do something, just start doing it. But if you wanna if you wanna network and grow in this community, just start reaching out to people. Just answer DMs. You know, I literally try to answer 99.9% of my DMs. Some of them, I, I literally just look at them and just like move forward. If someone's trying to shill something and don't care about like putting any effort in, then I move forward. But like I try to answer every single DMs, whether it's, you know, that minute you send it to me or a week later, you know, because of if I'm backed up, I still always try to get to it. So um, for someone like me who has over 20,000 followers to do that, you know, you can do it with a few hundred. So I would, you know, who uh, and hypothetically, I'm saying um, for new people. So yeah, appreciate you having me on. Definitely love talking about this stuff. Please feel free to hit me up, everybody. Follow the projects I'm in. I only recognize, uh, recommend and, and join with things that I love and think are going to be great. So um, something that I put my name on and I join the team on you know, I'm ride or die with what, you know, I hope it goes well, obviously, but whether it goes well or not, you know, I'm on, I'm on the squad and I'm working to do the best I can for the people that I represent. Good stuff, man. I knew it was going to be a epic episode and definitely didn't disappoint. Thank you for the kind words as well. Appreciate that. Yeah. So look forward to seeing uh, what, what you're on next and the projects you're involved with. Um, Definitely. We'll keep a close eye and uh, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. Keep doing your thing. Really looking forward to hearing this and sharing it and helping support you. So take care, my man. Uh, Feel free to reach out whenever. And thanks for having me on. 